Thank you for joining us for this chapel message from the campus of Columbia International University in Columbia, South Carolina. Our mission at CIU is to educate people from a biblical worldview to impact the nations with the message of Christ. Well, open your Bibles this morning to the book of, excuse me, the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 2, verse 7. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 2, verse 7. I want to preach a longer passage this morning, but this is the one that kept coming to my heart, and, um, and I wrestled with it for a while, then I said, Lord, thank you for your faithfulness in showing your servant exactly what you want said. Um, this morning, I want to talk about lessons from the wilderness, lessons from the wilderness. Our, our interim president, Dr. Chrisman, talked about Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, be strong and courageous. And as he took us over that, he, we, he talked about being faithful to the mission and being faithful to God's word and being faithful to the calling, being faithful to the ministry in which God has called you to, be strong and courageous. And I've just been thinking over the last few weeks how God has been faithful to me, how he's been good to me. Every time we sing that song, Great is Your Faithfulness, my heart just jumps, it leaps, because God has been so faithful, so good to me. Has God been faithful to you all this morning? Has he been good to you all? If you look back in your rearview mirror, you can say, God, you've been faithful. God, you've been good to me. And in our church, we would say this, he's been better to me than I've been to my very self. God is always so good. You know, God, God has a way. He's always provided for his people. But in wilderness times, wilderness times, God has especially been good to me. You know, as I look over the scriptures, I peruse the scripture, lots of people have spent time in the wilderness. I'm thinking about Saul when his name was turned to Paul. He had his time he had to spend in the wilderness time of development, time of testing. But God was faithful to him in the wilderness. I think about our Lord himself. He spent time in the wilderness. I think 40 days. Long time in the wilderness. And then after he got out of the wilderness, of course, the evil one was there to meet him and ask him to provide for himself to turn his stone into bread. And luckily, we have a Savior that that, that, that modeled for us, it's better to be hungry in God's will to be filled than to be filled outside of his will. So what does Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 7 have to say about all this? Deuteronomy is one of those books that get people ready, that's helping us get ready for the promised land. After walking around the wilderness for 40 years, a journey that should have taken 40 days has taken 40 years. But God has been with them and provided for them the entire time. You know, even when you don't think God is providing, God is always there and he's always providing. There are three lessons that I want us to learn about the wilderness today. I want you to learn about his providence. I want you to learn about God's presence today. And I want you to hear again, refresh it in your mind about God's provision. Because even when we find ourselves in the wilderness, because just like Saul turned to Paul, Jesus had his time there. 
I've had my time there. These faculty and staff administrators have, have had their time in the wilderness. You'll have your time in the wilderness too. Oh, by the way, for some of you all, you may see being here at CIU for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. How many other years God decides to keep you here, you may see this as a wilderness journey. But I want you to know that God is always with you. Here's what the text says in Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 7. For the Lord your God has blessed you in all the work of your hand. He knows you're trudging through the great wilderness these 40 years. The Lord your God has been with you. You have liked nothing. May God add a blessing to the hearers and more importantly, the doers of his word. Let me first of all remind you this morning, lesson number one, God's providence in the wilderness. God's providence in the wilderness. Well, in our text, it reminds me and it reminds you that God is going to give them a particular land. Matter of fact, it says he knows you're drudging through the great wilderness. Um, he's watched every step you, you, that you've taken in the great wilderness. And God, for his people, had a particular land that he was taking them through. Through their grudging, through their trudging through the wilderness, God would get them there. God knew every step that they would take toward the promised land. And his providence had prepared his people for such. He promised this land to Abraham to, to, to be where the people would live one day. God told Abraham that the people would be in Egypt for a long time some 400 years before he'd take them to their own land. You know, in the context of our text, this passage shows the people had a specific land that God was going to take them to. And, and to don't get sidetracked or, or don't let other people's land become the land that you stop in. As a matter of fact, in Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 5, they, they could not have any of Esau's land. As a matter of fact, he tells them, if you stop there, if you take something from the land, make sure you pay for it. Because God had a particular place he was taking them. The message of verse 7 would be an encouragement to the people to help them to see that God has brought them safe thus far. And that he would get them to their promised land. God promised land to Esau and God gave him, God gave Esau his land. God has brought them through this wilderness. And God has promised the people land. And he will give them the land in which he's promised them. They were to put their faith and trust in God. To provide for all of their needs according to his riches and glory. God is, God is a God who provides and keeps his promises. He has given the land to the line of Esau, and now he's given land to his people, the house of Jacob, a.k.a. Israel. God knew what he was going to do. He watched every step. He, he, his providence was all around them. God is such a providential God. What, what I mean by his providence, he's always working behind the scenes. God always knows what he's doing. You remember when Joseph was in prison? Matter of fact, when Joseph was in the pit, God knew what he was doing. 
When Joseph went to prison, God knew what he was doing. Before he ultimately took him to the palace, God knew what he was doing. You remember Moses? God has always been a, a providential God. He was found by a princess and raised in the castle. And God allowed his mother to raise him. God is just that kind of God. God would raise Moses to lead them. It was his providence that led him to the Red Sea. And God split the Red Sea with his mighty hands. God can do it. In our wilderness experience, we need to know that God's providence is always working behind the scenes. God raised Aaron. God raised Joshua. God would only let them have a certain land, a certain place. God, God had it all mapped out for them. But God knew they would rebel. And God knew that he would have to deliver them and wait for them. I know none of you would ever rebel against the hand of God. None of you will ever break any of the rules here at CIU. That was your place to say amen. amen. That was your place to say, you know what, Lord, I will comply. But no, we're human and sometimes we'll break rules. But God says, you know what? I'm going to still be with you. In the wilderness, we, we can see that God is, is, is he's there and he's working. He's with his people. In our wilderness, we can see that God's providential hands is always working behind the scenes. He knows what he is going to do. He is a great and he has a marvelous, marvelous plan. You know, can anyone look over your rearview mirror, look into your rearview mirror? And see that God's providential hand has always been at work in your life. Even how you got here today, God has been working behind the scenes. I've heard many stories from freshmen, from returning students, transfer students, how God brought you to CIU. God is always working behind the scenes. Thank you, Lord. God knows what you need in your life. God says, um, um, there's nothing you can conceal from me. It is his providence that you and I are here today. It is he who has us where we are. It is he who brought us to this place. God knows where he's going to take us. You know, some of us are worried about what's going to happen next. And God says, if I brought you safely thus far, won't I keep you even after you leave this place? God will take care of you. You can lower your anxiety. You can say, God, I know you have me. I know you're already working on that place. That's the kind of God we have. The question, will we follow God even when we're in the wilderness? I want to encourage you today that if you're in the wilderness, that God has a perfect place for you, that God has a perfect plan for your life to bring you to the promised land. Amen. But not only do you see the providential hand of God in this verse, but you also see something else. You see the presence of God. The presence of God. That's the second lesson that we ought to learn in the wilderness. We see the presence of God. He says, these 40 years, the Lord your God has been with you. A -a Amen. I have two little girls. Um, well, they're not little girls anymore. They're grown now. But when they were little girls, if a thunderstorm came up, I wouldn't have to look for them. They, they, they'd want to find me wherever I 
wherever I was in the house, whether I was in bed or on the chair, they'd want to get snuggled right up close to me as if I could do something about the thunderstorm. A few weeks ago, we had a thunderstorm, and I found both of them, grown women, still trying to snuggle up with me. And I said, why do y'all snuggle up with me during the thunderstorm? They said, because we want to feel safe. We want to feel your presence. Can I, can I ask you something? Where do you go during the storms of your life? Do you want to snuggle up with your heavenly father? Do you want to snuggle up with one who's in the wilderness with you, who's present with you? You need to know that God is always there with you. I, I need an amen at this point. God is with you. He, he, he went with his people. He didn't just send them. He's with them. God didn't just send you to CIU. He's with you. Could you turn to your neighbor real quick and say, God is with you. God, God, is, God is with you. God is, God is with you. Yes, he is. God is with you. God, God is with you. You know, I've had to remember this from time to time. In the wilderness, I've had to say, God, where are you? And God, God's had to remind me, son, I'm always with you. God brought his people out of Egypt with his mighty hand. We know that Moses sent spies to check out the promised land. And they brought back a, a bad report. Ten of those deacons said they couldn't do it. While two raised their sword and said, we're well able to take the promised land. Even though they rebelled, God was still with them. He was with them by a cloud by day. He was with them by fire by night. God was with them. I was in Israel with my family a few years ago with one of the study tours here that Dr. Bayer leads. And um, there for three weeks. And one of the things I noticed quickly, there were not a lot of clouds in the sky. During the day, they said it was only 80, 83, 84 degrees but it felt like 150 degrees because it was so hot during the day. And if you know anything about Dr. Bayer, he had us walking around in the heat. I mean, it was just hot to me. But at night, it got pretty cool at night. Um, pretty cool meaning low 70s, high 60s. And I'm saying, why does it feel like I need an overcoat on here? Because during the day, it's so hot, but at night, it's so cold. It helped me look at this verse a whole lot different when it says that he's a cloud by day and a pillow of fire by night. Because during the day, God would be shade for his people. He'd be a cloud by day. But at night, when the nights were cold, when nights were lonely, he would be a pillow of fire for them. And he'd warm things up. That's how much God is with us. He knows how to provide just the right shade. And he knows how to warm us up at just the right time. That's the kind of God that we serve. God would instruct them to build a tabernacle and the ark that would go with them throughout their journey. The ark would be a symbolic, a symbol of the presence of God. You know, for many years, they thought they were carrying God around. But I, I appreciate those times in the text where God turns around and tells them, you haven't been carrying me, I've been carrying you. 
Maybe somebody here, you think you're, you're carrying God and God wants you to look back. And when you see those one set of footprints, it's not that that was your footprints. It was God picking you up and turning you around, placing your feet on how God has been carrying you all of your life and God's presence has been with you. When, God, when God's people would cry in the wilderness for help, he was always there. Even in the wilderness, God is still among his people. You know one of my favorite songs? I was telling Harrison before his music set this morning and the, and the worship team. I, I love the song Evidence. I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life. All over my life. I see the evidence of your grace all over my life. Can you see the evidence of God's goodness all over your life? Can you see the evidence of God's grace all over your life? You know, we sing a song in our church like this. We've come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord, trusting in his holy word. And then we get down to a part of the song, he's never failed me yet. And we say, oh, oh, can't turn around now. We've come this far by faith. When you know God is with you, places like Psalm 23, uh, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Do you know God is with you this morning? Do you know God is not just with you in the good times, but he's also with you in the difficult times? God is always, he's with you when you make an A. Amen. He's with you when you make a B. A Amen. He's with you when you made a C. Some of y'all just hung up on me right there. God's with you when you make a D. But you know what? God is also with you when you make an F. Because God can use that failure to turn your life around. That's the kind of God that we serve. He's always with us. And I want to remind you that he's still with us today. I remember in, in Isaiah 4 verse 14. Um, they said, you're going to give birth to a son. His name shall be Emmanuel. In Matthew chapter 1, they gave birth to that son. His name was Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Can y'all say that with me? God is with us. Oh, by the end of the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, he said, Lo, teaching them all that I've commanded you. And, and, and here's the phrase that I really like. And I will be with you. From, uh, from Matthew chapter 1 to Matthew chapter 28, he says, and surely I'll be with you always, even to the end of the age. Are, are you glad that God is with you this morning? Because he's present with you. He's present with you in a difficult class. He's present with you in an easy class. God is present. You know, God is present even in, among your relationships. God is present. You know, even when it comes to your money, we have a God that's present. I love Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. Keep yourselves free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, never will I leave you. Never, never, never will I forsake you. You know, money comes and money goes. But guess what? God is always with us. A amen? God, God is with us this morning. 
John chapter 14, verse 18. He said, I won't leave you like little orphans. I will come to you. John 14, verse 26. He's going to leave an advocate with us, the Holy Spirit. John 15 says, and when this advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. John 16, verse 13, but when he comes, the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will only speak what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. God is always with us. I want to encourage you, no matter if you're just starting the journey in your wilderness, whether you're coming out of the wilderness, or, or, or if you're on the way into your wilderness, God is with you. If you're getting ready to go through a test, you can, you can, you, if you learn these lessons well, these tests can become your testimony. That I have a God that's providentially working behind the scenes. I have a God that's not only providentially working behind the scenes, but he's present. Where do I go? I go to my Lord. I want to be with him in the midst of every storm that could come up in my life. Some of you are new to CIU, and this is your first year, and I'm glad that you're here. Let's give all of our new students a big hand real quick. Give all our new students. I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you're here. And the reason why I want you to get a hand by those who've already been here is because I want you to know you're not alone. I want you to know you're not alone. It's hard to do this journey alone. And you have some that's a little further in the journey and they can help you and know that you're not alone. You know, when I, when I look over here and I think of Dr. Raven, I know that I'm not alone. When I look over here and I look at James McCall, I know that I'm not alone. When I look at Andre T. Melvin, even though he's older than me, I know that I'm not. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have brought up his age. Um, I know that I'm not alone. When I look at all of my colleagues, when I look at, when I look at the president, I know that I'm not alone. When I look at our provost, I know that I'm not alone. When I look at Reese back there, I know that I'm not alone. Do you know that you're not alone this morning? That there's others in the fight with you. You are not alone. When I, when I look at David Croto sitting right here, I know that I'm not alone. I got a brother that'll help me when I'm, when I'm going through. I'm not alone. And I want you to know this morning, you're not alone either. Now, you can go through your college experience as a wilderness and feel like you're by yourself and nobody can help me. Nobody can do this with me. But I want to promise you, you don't have to do it by yourself. You know, when I need a bodyguard, I call DeAndre and tell him to walk beside me. I know that I'm, shout out to DeAndre back there. I know that I'm, I'm not alone. Are, are you all hearing me this morning? I am not, you don't have to be alone either. Because God is present with you. Amen, Miles? When, when life doesn't turn out the way you want it, God is present with you. When things are difficult, God is still present with you. And here's what he tells the people. Uh, 
through the writer of Deuteronomy, he says, I was always with you. But not only do we see God's providence, God is at work. We see God's presence. Can I give you one more thing? And it's, it's time for lunch. Um, we have a five-star cafeteria over here that we can go to for lunch. And the reason why I say that is because we have God's provision. We have God's provision. What I want each of us to know is that as we go to the wilderness, as we go through the times of testing in our life, as we go through times of trial, times of trouble, we can always look to God's provision. He may not always give you what you want, but thank God he'll always give you what you need. Here's Moses. Moses, you have something to say about this? Moses tells the people that he's been blessed in the wilderness and he's liked nothing. Nothing. Even though we were punished for our rebellion, God still blessed them. They like nothing. He knows where we're going. He's already prepared the way. He's already provided what we need. He's with us, and he'll provide for us. Here's the question. Will you follow him even in the wilderness? Will you follow him even in the wilderness? Will you, will you really realize that God will take care of you even in the wilderness? He provided food for them. He provided water for them. He provided protection for them. I love it what it says in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 29, verse 5. He says, yet the Lord says, during the 40 years that I led you through the wilderness, your clothes did not wear out, nor did the sandals on your feet. Can you imagine wearing the same clothes for 40 years, the same shoes, and they don't wear out? That's the kind of God that we serve. In Exodus chapter 14, verse 13, Moses answered the people, do not be afraid, stand firm and see the deliverance of the Lord will bring to you this day. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. How about Deut um, Exodus chapter um, 15, verse 25? Then Moses cried to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. They had been crying out for water. He said, throw this wood into the water. And, and the water became fit to drink. The poisonous, bitter water became sweet water. It was poisonous before he threw the wood there, but when he threw the wood into the water, it became like lemonade. There the Lord issued a ruling and instructed them and put them to the test. God served a manna by day, quail for them to eat. He would bring them water out of a rock. He says in, in Exodus chapter 23, verse 20, see, I am sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way to bring you to the place I have prepared. If I've heard it one time, I've heard it dozens of times this semester. Tuition has gone up. Everything is higher. Everything is more expensive. But can I just tell you something? We have a God that's still on the throne. And we have a God that can still provide, even when we think things are more expensive. If you think things are expensive here, you should try going to the grocery store sometime. Things are really expensive there.
God will take care of you. Do, do, do y'all hear me this morning? God will take care of you. You got to know that not only is he with you, but God will provide for you. I remember one time my daughter was over in Tennessee in college and I decided to go see her. But during, during our visit in, in Tennessee, I got sick and um, I was struggling and um, I went by, I went by, what, what is that hospital called? Starbucks and got me um, a medicine bomb and, um, and I felt like everything was gonna be all right. And I told my daughter, I said, I want to take you to the mall, but I need to sit here and nurse this medicine bomb. I said, you go on in, and I'll be in after a while. And my daughter says, no, sir, I'm going to sit right here with you while you finish this medicine bomb. I said, I don't feel well. I'm going to just stay here with you. She said, I'm going to stay right here with you. I said, okay. She made me feel really good. She was going to stick with me while I was sick. I finished the medicine bomb. She said, how you feel, Dad? I said, I feel a little bit better. She said, good. She said, let's walk in the mall together. She took my cup, put it in the trash can, and I thought, she is being so attentive to her father. And when we got in the store, she said, um, Dad, how does this look on me? What, what do you think? I said, it looks very nice. She said, ah, I wish I had the money to pay for it. <laughs> I said, don't worry about it, I'll pay for it. She said, oh, thank you, Dad. We went to another store. She picked up something else. She said, how do you think this looks? I said, it looks nice. She said, oh, man, I wish I had the money to pay for it. I said, don't worry about it, I'll buy it. We went to three or four stores before I caught on. And I said, wait a minute, I'm not taking you to any more stores. She said, daddy, I just love being in your presence. We went to three more stores. <laughs> and yes, don't ask me, I paid for every store that we went in. And I said, how in the world did she get this much money out of me? Because she told me she enjoyed being in my presence. And, and I said, do you really enjoy being in my presence? That's my, she said, yeah. She said, I realize I can get more with you than I can without you. She said, as long as you're here, you're present, you will provide. I said, I can't take you out to dinner this afternoon because I spent all my money she said, Dad, it was just good to be with you. Mm. But I am hungry. I had to pay for dinner too. <laughs> Why? Because she realized, she realized that as long as I'm present, then I'm going to take care of her. Do you realize your Heavenly Father is present? Do you realize, now, he might not go in six or seven stores with you and buy everything that you want. That's not what I'm promising. But what I'm promising, as long as you're obedient to him, as long as you trust him, as long as you walk in his favor, God will take care of you. You just walk with God and allow God to walk with you. You know what? He's provided for you today, even in the midst of your wilderness. You may not always have what you need, but God will take care of you. You know, for some of you faculty and staff members that have been around here for a while, you remember in the old days here at CIU when um, we had to depend on gifts coming in? You, do you remember that, Ms. Vice President? And if the gifts didn't come in, that up to 25% of your check could be gone in any particular moment. It kept us praying. Lord, provide, provide quickly, Lord. And then it got to 18, we felt better by 18, 
but Lord, please provide. We had to pray month to month that God would meet our needs. I praise God we don't do that anymore. They just give us a check now. But guess what? We should still pray and ask our Heavenly Father, Lord, provide for us. Lord, meet our needs. Will you ask your Heavenly Father, even in your wilderness experience, Lord, meet my need. When I was a student, I used to love to hear about the mailbox blessings. I was like, Lord, do you not know my mailbox number? Let me give you my mailbox number, Lord, because I need something in my mailbox. But students would go to their mailbox constantly, and God would provide. God would provide $100 or $200, sometimes $1,000. That's just how God would do it. I think the same God that was available then, he's available now. But you got to trust him. I say you got to trust him. You got to realize I won't like anything. I, I love what it says at the beginning of the verse in Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 7. For the Lord your God has blessed you in all the work of your hand. Now, I want to say this because I know the New Testament faculty members are here. And um, like any good sermon in chapel, they got to, of course, pull it apart to make sure it's biblically correct. I'm not just transferring the blessings that he gave to Israel to us. But what I am transferring is the principle that he gave to Israel to us. And I'm saying if he was with Israel as the primary vehicle of blessing in the Old Testament, how much will he be with his church? A church that's, that, that, that's obedient to him and a church that trusts him, and a church that walks with him, and people of God, because here at CIU, I think we represent the cream of the crop. We represent those who are being trained to make an impact on the nation. We're, we're being trained as athletes. We're being trained as business people. We're being trained. We're being trained as educators. We're being trained as theologians. We're being trained as English majors and nursing majors and, and, and all the above. We're being trained to make an impact on the nations, but we can't make an impact on the nations if we don't believe that God is with us. That, that providentially he's working on our behalf. That he's present with us. And ultimately, he will provide. You know, as I stand here today, I hear the words of David in my ear. I've been young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed Beg for bread. We hope you found this message a blessing to your life. More Columbia International University Chapel messages are available at iTunes and at podcast.ciu.edu. Learn more about CIU's undergraduate, seminary, and graduate programs at our website, ciu.edu. Columbia International University educates people from a biblical worldview to impact the nations with the message of Christ. Thank you for the opportunity to minister to you today.